Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools, talk radio show and podcast on 103.7 FM. We are going to have a great show today. We have some returning guests today and somebody new. We have Shelly Sasson, the executive director of the Well Outreach Food Pantry. Welcome, Shelly. Good morning, Jack. Happy Thursday. Is it Friday yet? Is it Friday yet? <laughs> is always the question on Mondays. And with you, you brought Miss Anne Marie Stern, who is the director of community programs and runs the very popular for Murray County Public Schools Jetpack program. Welcome, Anne. Good morning, Jack. Glad you could make it. And from our own district, we have Miss Lori Stanton. She is the school health coordinator. We're going to be sharing some things that are going on within school health in the district at Murray County Public Schools. Welcome, Laurie. Thank you, Jack. Glad to be here. Man, I've got such a great crew here. Mike, you on, you on standby over here today, too? Yeah, I actually have a mic this time around. So Excellent. Uh, <laughs> so we got the whole thing going on. We are so happy to have these guests. Let's get right into this. I'm going to go with you, Shelly, and we're going to talk a little bit about what is the Well Outreach? I know you've been on the show before, but you know we may have somebody listening that really doesn't know what the Well Well Outreach does. So tell us a little bit about the Well Outreach. Oh, thank you so much. The Well Outreach is a food ministry. We're actually located in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Um, However, we serve anyone in need. So we um, primarily serve Williamson and Murray County, but anyone is able to come to the well. Uh, We focus on doing that on three different ways. The first one is our everyday food pantry. Um, Guests are able to come to the well, families in crisis, families who have to make difficult decisions between buying food and paying their rent. They're able to come to the well um, two times a month and leave with a week's worth of groceries. Right now, we're serving over 400 families a month, which is um, our biggest number that we've served since last January during our peak COVID period. Um, So that's um, one of the things that we do to offer and to support families in crisis. The second one is the Jetpack Ministry, as you mentioned with Anne-Marie, and she'll tell you a little bit more about that, but it's a weekend meal bag to at-risk students, um, and we are currently serving over 600 students with a bag of food to take over the weekend. And the third one we do is something called mobile food pantries. And a mobile food pantry is an infusion of food into a community in need. So each mobile food food pantry um, is a truckload, actually a semi-truck full of food from Second Harvest is where we get it. And each of those trucks contains either 20,000 up to 25,000 pounds of food. That's a lot of food. It is a lot of food. You know, and I've, I've been involved a little bit in some of the things you guys are doing. Right now, just let's back up to 400 families a month. That's, yes. a, that's a lot of families. It is a lot of families. Um, we have opened, like I said, our geographic areas. We're able to serve anyone in need. Um, of course, COVID has made our numbers grow even higher. We also recently in the Spring Hill, Columbia community have the layoffs at GM. Mm-hmm. GM has, I believe, going into their fourth week of layoffs. And what we find is most families can pl- plan for missing one paycheck or maybe two paychecks. Mm-hmm. But when you get to a point where it's more than two paychecks, um There's hard decisions, difficult decisions that need to be made. And we want to bridge the gap so families aren't having to make decisions that would take them where they lose their housing or other things like that to fill the gap and offer food assistance. 
You know, and some people might be going, oh, yeah, sure, the GM folks. But you know what? A lot of those people are new employees. They don't have those those um, sought-after benefits of, like, extended pays and things like that. So when they get laid off, they have no money. And they get unemployment, which is, like, $200? Yes. You know, that's something we've been looking at recently. Um, Tennessee has one of the lowest unemployment um, pays in the nation. It's capped at $275 a week. And so that's $1,100 a month. And I think we would all be hard pressed to pay your mortgage on $1,100 a month. Let alone buy food. Yes. So that would maybe cover your mortgage. Um, there's also um, eight sister companies that support GM. So GM employees, when they're laid off, um, they, they can qualify for unemployment and a small GM stipend. But there's also eight other plants that support the GM plant. And they have, um, I want to say, close to about 1,500 employees yeah. that when they're laid off, they are only qualify for unemployment. These are the suppliers that right. supply a lot of the um, components for the cars and uh, vehicles. Um, they don't get near the benefits or the pay that a traditional GM worker may receive. So the the fact that we mentioned them is they are also in need. I mean, there are so many people in need um, when jobs get furloughed for a short period of time. And I think they're still having a hard time right now up in uh, Spring Hill at the facility because of the chip shortage. Yes, that's yeah. my understanding. There is also going to be um, an anticipated second layoff that begins, I believe, September 29th and or September 27th, maybe one of those days, the end of September and we'll go through the end of November for these same employees. So we're trying to do some things like plan some strategic mobile food pantries just for those employees. Um, and also just remind people that our food pantry is open. We're one of the only food organizations that's open during the day, during the evening, and during the weekend. And so for people that are working that need to come in the evening, we have evening hours Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 6 to 8. We also have weekend hours on Saturday from 10 to 2. That is amazing. Um, and the hours are, are pretty expansive there. I really like that. Um, and I've shared before on the on the show that I am a, a board member for The Well, and, and I see some of the great things they're doing. And one of the questions that, and, and it asks from not just me, but from other people, what does it take to run it? I mean, do you, how do you manage financially and how do you get all that food? What are your needs to be able to continue to provide those 400 families with food every month and be able to do the Jetpack program, which Miss Anne Marie will tell us a little bit more here about in a few minutes. Well, thank you for asking that. Um, we're a very small organization. We have four full-time employees or team members and about 200 to 300 volunteers. So a lot of what we do is community supported. What that means is we rely on our community organizations, our churches, our businesses to help support us with gifts of food, um, food drives, financial gifts. For every gift of $40, we are able to feed a family with a week's worth of groceries. So a one-time Hold on, back gift. up, hang on. $40, <laughs> and you can feed a family for a week. Yes, not what you and I would pay at the grocery store. We're That's able to... That's <laughs> amazing. And so, listen, folks, if you can help, I mean, if you're doing well in your career, and your job, and your family's doing well, I'm sure if you were able to take $40 a week and just make a donation or just $10, if more people did that, it would make a huge difference, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have payroll deduct 
um, programs where you can just have money come out of my check and stuff no, like that. No, but I need to work on that, yeah, I guess. that'd be we a good do, idea. We do have online giving. I think United Way used to do that when I was um, in my previous job, and I think they still do that for a lot of organizations and a lot of companies in town where you can just have so much come out every week if you get paid weekly or every other week or whatever. Um, you really don't miss it because it just comes out and you don't see it and you know you're doing some good. So, yeah, that would be great if the if you could do something like that. We do have a monthly giving where you can go online to springhillwell.org. And once you sign up for that, it will come out of your debit card each month, but not out of your paycheck. So similar, right. but I'll work on that for sure. Excellent, excellent. Um, fundraisers. Are, are something every nonprofit in Murray County has to, and well, everywhere has to deal with. Um, I believe there's a really cool fundraiser coming up <laughs> that I signed up to help with here. Tell our listening audience a little bit about that, will you? Yes. Um, so the well does two major fundraisers a year. And one of our goals in doing a fundraiser is to bring the story of the well to our community. So to bring the well to the community and the community to the well. So we very strategically chose to do a community festival to tell the story of the well, to bring the community together um, in a time of hope and fun. So we're getting ready to do on Saturday, October 2nd, will be the John Mayer Builders Whole Hog Festival. You might remember this is an actually an, a legacy event. It started off as the Country Ham Festival, and we rebranded it back in 2019. So this is actually the 14th year that we'll be doing this event. It's going to be held at Oaklawn Mansion, which is right off of Kedron Road or Denning Road, Denning Lane in Spring Hill. It's a day-long event. Uh, festival that includes um, eight bands. We have some local and regional bands. Some of our artists have been on the Grand Ole Opry stage up to 50 times. So we have some big names, all different kinds of music from um, 80s music to bluegrass to country. Um, Let me ask the name of that one group I've seen online here recently. They were the three sisters. <laughs> we, I yes. listened to their music. I was so impressed in how they harmonize. Yes, we have three identical triplets. They're called Taylor Red. You might have seen them on some of the Sonic commercials recently. Okay. Um, also a local um, music uh, trio that's going to be performing. And we also have William Michael Morgan as our headliner. He's the gentleman, a young country music rising star who's been on the Grand Ole Opry 50 times. Um, so we'll have a day-long music venue there with lots of different types of music. We'll also have lots of um, whole hog components eat, everything from bacon, pork rinds. Bacon, bacon. Okay, bacon. You said the magic word. There, calm, I seen online. Down, oh, my gosh, I love bacon. I mean, I mean most people Ribs, do. Um, brisket. It, hold on, wait. Let's go back to bacon. I read online that you could win bacon for a year. Yes, yes. Our, our really good Lori, part- even Lori's wow, going. Even the school health coordinator's going, wow. <laughs> our really good partners at Kroger's and Thompson Station have donated a bacon for a year. So on our Facebook page, we have um, an event right now where you can donate $5. And for every $5 donation, you're entered in to an opportunity to win bacon for a year, which is a pack of bacon a week, 52 packs of bacon. You can also um, join that event at the festival that day and, and, and you know, contribute towards that. And it's a good fundraiser for the well. It tells the story of the whole hog. We will actually have a whole hog there also from Martin's Barbecue. So lots of yummy food. Um, we're going to have a regional crafts fair there with um, over 20 vendors and then a huge kids zone. And the thing about this event is that 
Um, ticket sales are $5 for adults, but children 10 and under are free. And so when they get, get in, all of the kids' zone activities are entirely free. Everything from face painting, balloon artists, a petting zoo, we have a cakewalk, we have a mini kids' pantry. Um, and so all of those events are free. So it's going to be a great day to bring the community together to help raise money for the well so that we can support our community in need with a gift of food. So again, that date is October 2nd. Saturday, October 2nd. And the location is? Oak Lawn Mansion, which is on Denning Road. And you can find more on our website again at springhillwell.org. Yeah, visit springhillwell.org, folks, and look at, the, look at the website and learn a little bit more about this, what's going on. Also, check out the list of sponsors. There are some great sponsors Very that got, have been on board. Um, Jack Mayer Builders, John Mayer Builders. John Mayer Builders. John Mayer Builders is, is the um, title sponsor. Um, there is just so much going on for this organ- this fundraiser. It's going to be a fun day. Um, I'll be out there selling tickets or working tickets, somehow doing something with tickets I think I signed up for. So come on out and see us on October 2nd for this excellent fundraiser for the Well Outreach. Thank you. So, Anne-Marie, let's segue into the jetpacks. There's something amazing going on in Murray County and at our schools in this county, and that is the jetpack program. And if you could explain to our listening audience what exactly that is. Um, Shelly touched on it a little bit, but give us the details. Give us the meat. Let us know what, what, how many kids are we serving and what do you need? Well, Jack, the the Jetpack program is an extraordinary program um, providing weekend nutrition for kids that might not get it otherwise. Um, And last year, we ended the year serving just over 400 students. And this year, starting this new school year, we've we've busted out of the gate with over 600 students. It's going to reach nearly 700 students once we get all the numbers in. but that it, it's it's a it's a food bag. It's a drawstring backpack. Most people are familiar with those. It's got to be small enough that a child can take home with them or fit in their own backpack. Um, we try to pack a lot of nutrition in a in a in a little bag, um, but we manage to fit six meals and three or four snacks in there to get them through the whole weekend. Um, we really try to focus on the nutrition that we fit in there and. I think Lori's happy when she hears that word nutrition there. Yes. Um, so I was at a board meeting and um, Shelley brought in the room of what a backpack consisted of. Do you know those contents? Like, can you give us a rundown of maybe a traditional backpack might have in it? And there were some nice brand name items in there too. Yeah, we, we you know, I, I, one one thing I wanted, I came on to the organization last year in March uh, at the end of the school year. And, um, you know, it's my, I've been tasked with, with taking on the program and really growing it. And um, I did want to, there, there can be a bit of a stigma re- receiving food. Um, for students at school. And so I wanted to make some just slight changes that really made it more appealing for students and to take some of that, some of that stigma out of it possibly. That's, that's part of why we put them in a little drawstring backpack. Um, and we've, we've added items like a Chef Boyardee microwavable pasta bowl, you know, a, a, a mac and cheese, a craft Easy Mac, those kinds of things. 
they have a popular pop tart is in there. Pop tarts. <laughs> now I don't know how much nutrition mm-hmm. is in a pop tart, but the they kids love it. it. Yes. They love them. Um, milk and cereal, uh, tuna. We try to focus on fortified foods and and whatever we can with protein that's non-perishable. Um, tuna packets with mayonnaise and crackers and the Chef Boyardee and the mac and cheese, pop tarts, um, crackers with peanut butter. We've got. Um, uh, fruit. We have fruit and applesauce, and that's that about rounds it up. A couple other snacks. But what's really cool when you were listing those, they when when I, I think the first like Galilee, we had a lot of unbranded foods available through that grant program, and we gave away a ton of food, and people were very appreciative. But when you start thinking about what's going on with the backpack, and now you have some branded stuff like the pop tarts and the ship by RDs and the crafts and all that. That makes it even more enticing to some folks. Sure. And we we were given that opportunity um, over the summer. Uh, Last summer, we, for the first time, we had a summer program serving kids weekend nutrition. And that was due to um, a donor, um, Atmos Energy, funded the the summer star camp for Murray County students. Uh, That was four weeks of additional schooling. Uh, That was a part of a a federal program, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So that was a great opportunity to, to try a, a summertime program. Fortunately, you know, it was through the schools. The schools were open and running at uh, those camp locations. And so we were serving, uh, there were 1,400 students participating in the camp. And we started by giving every student one of those bags so that the students would be aware of what was in them. The students would be aware of the need, uh, the students and parents, regardless of um of their need at the time, it was a way to make parents and students aware that there are kids and families in need of mm-hmm. weekend nutrition. Um, a lot of times people have no idea that the need is there, um, but it is. Uh, for a lot of parents, um, the idea that their kid would be home over the weekend and not have anything to eat. Um, That's is, kind of scary. It is. It is. I mean, and, you know, we had we had kids that, that literally, I was, I was told that students, middle school students, if you can believe it, uh, read about what that pack was about, saw that food and said, you know what? They told their mom and dad, I'm going to eat just the food in this bag this weekend and see how I feel. And that was just a great lesson for students and parents in this community um, to know that there is a need and there are those students. Yeah. And let me touch on this. How many schools, I mean, the number is phenomenal, 600 up to maybe 700 students. Now, are we are we servicing all of the Murray County public schools? No, we serve uh, part of Williamson County and Murray County, uh, okay. mostly southern Williamson County. We have ten schools in Williamson County, and we have twelve schools in Murray County. So we're currently serving twenty-two schools. Um, the increase we saw, we did just add only two new schools this year, but all of the numbers are up. Uh, we went from 400 to nearly se- – it will be 700. We just don't have numbers in from two schools that are had staff that was coming in that, that were responsible for getting the numbers for the schools. And so it will be 700. Now, we saw that increase with only adding two schools. And um, what we haven't increased is our support for the program. We work with 12 local churches that have supported those, those schools. And uh, so with the increased numbers, there's an increased need. Yeah, I can I can only imagine about the need. I can't imagine what how you guys operate a food pantry at this level where you're doing 400 families a month and you're doing, you know, so many students every weekend. 
Um, it's just quite amazing. And we're, I'm being told we got to um, take a word from our sponsors. So we're going to touch a little bit more on what the needs are for the, the Jetpack program when we come back from a word from our sponsors. So we are here with Shelly Sasson, Anne-Marie Stern, and Laurie Stanton. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus. We are here with the Well Outreach, Shelly Sasson and Anne-Marie Stern, and Laurie Stanton with our Coordinated Health. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about what we were talking about before the break, Miss Anne-Marie. Tell us a little bit about the needs. How in the world do you keep a jetpack program going on, feeding so many students? Yeah, the uh, the essence, the, the, the way it started was... Um, the idea was to, to pair local churches with local schools. And so the churches um, sponsor the schools. They pay for the food that goes in the packs, and they come to the well, to our budget pack room. We have a whole f- facility where the food is kept and stored, and uh, groups can come and pack the jet packs there, and then they even distribute them, deliver them to the schools. And so it really creates a really beautiful relationship between a local church and a local school. Um, and those relationships grow far beyond even the jet pack program. Community partnerships are so important. You know, if, if you check out our social media pages, I try to, when I see something going on, we recently had um, a remake of um, some fencing and some and some landscaping and sidewalk pressure washing at one of our elementary schools. And it was so cool. It was just an, an area uh, organization decided um, they looked, they must have been dropping out their kids and said, boy, this could use a makeover. And it just, it really helps. It's just something you see, but it helps in the education. The kids are like, oh, cool. You know, they see this. It makes a difference in how they feel every morning when they arrive at school to have something that they can be a little bit proud of. But anyway, go ahead. Well, sure, just to know that, that people in the community really do care. It's important that our, that our schools and our educators know that our community does care. Mm-hmm. And like I said, those relationships go beyond the Jetpack program. I've arrived at some of our schools. And to, to find out that, that the churches supporting the Jetpack program have, have bought the staff lunch, they've bought them planners in the, in the fall, they've, they've, they've gone above and beyond to mm-hmm. support and love that school and, and the people at the school. Um, and so that, that's, that's not even us. That that's goes way beyond it. Um, but that's how it works. The, the area churches, went, and if you start doing some math, um, <laughs> you start doing some math, 22 schools, Currently, 12 churches, 700 students. Uh, so we currently have, we took on a school really just because we knew the need was there. Uh, we took on Mount, Mount Pleasant Elementary School this year. Uh, we're serving 90 students at that school. 
we don't currently have a sponsor for that school. We have uh, some temporary funding for that school. Uh, there are some schools in Murray County and in, in, in Columbia with very high need. The numbers are uh, over 100 at some schools, 90, 85, 75. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't just 10 or 12 kids at a school. And so for churches to take that on, it's a huge um, commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do a little bit of sharing, but we're looking for definitely looking for additional support. I'd love to find more community members, businesses. Um, you know, it was founded on on the church sponsorship model, but it doesn't need to stay that way. Um, right. So Anyone it, can help. Sure. And if you break it down, we, we, we look at a 40-week school year uh, at $5 a bag. We, we put all that food and that bag for $5. We keep the cost right around there. And uh, it amounts to $200 a year to sponsor a child to make sure they have weekend nutrition for the year. That's Um, really not that much. It really isn't. Um, And it makes a huge difference. It's that little bit of investment that makes a huge difference in the life of a child. So you said um, you added Mount Pleasant Elementary School, great school. Um, The principal, Miss Julie Tidwell, they they Mm -hmm. call her mama. (laughs) Or queen. Or queen, yeah. (laughs) She's just an amazing lady. She's, She's so good with the kids. I remember being out there and we were talking and a bunch of kids came in the in the hallway and i was non-existent for the next 20 minutes i was like okay what happened oh kids i get it <laughs> she yeah. she was so focused and laser focused when those kids were around her and taking care of yeah. them i really enjoyed that jack that's been like my greatest joy coming into this experiencing the schools each of these schools and, ex- and encountering the educators and the people overseeing them, they're just to see the commitment and the love and the passion that they show their students is just, it's just really incredible. So if, go ahead, Shelly. I just want to add one thing. I love so much you talking about um, how to partner with the Jetpacks. And there's actually two different ways. So we have a Jetpack fund where an individual can, like you said, for $200 a year, you can support a student. And that's able to be given to on our website for the Jetpack Fund. Or you can, as you had suggested, Anne-Marie, be a business or a church or a community organization and sponsor an entire school. So you don't have to do an entire school if you as a family are just interested in making a difference. The Jetpack Fund is what we use to pick up new schools. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, jetpacks are absolutely new. It's new for the well outreach taking so much. I remember you and I talking, Shelley, at the beginning of this, and we we canvassed the schools about their need and what and then if they had somebody. And so a lot of times there was already a church in place or an organization like Kiwanis or Rotary that was helping out with backpacks, and um, they may still be helping now, but it's with the Jetpack program through the Well Outreach. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to the show and you're passionate about making sure that the students in this county have the much-needed uh, food they need to be healthy, you know, especially during the weekends when they're not at school getting the, the free lunches and breakfasts, give, give the Well Outreach a call. There's no reason to stop. There's no reason. Let me say, there's no reason not to if you can. I mean, there. If you have the money and you have the passion to do so, all you gotta do is make a phone call. They'd be happy to, more than happy to, to um, show you what they do, um, guide you on what what is needed, and you can really make a difference. Yeah, and, and there are schools that we still haven't. We haven't even, they're, they're, they're on the waiting list. Right. We still have other schools that we're not even serving yet. So the need is great. 
So these backpack meals, we talked about them a little bit earlier um, before the break and how what kind of great food is in them. And I know, Laura, you mentioned during the break that uh, at School Nutrition, there's some opportunity there where you guys have been able to uh, utilize some of the food? Yeah, yeah. Um, One of the things that we do in school health, uh, we currently have a grant where we have been remodeling the old home ec kitchens. I mean, we're talking the old kitchens from the 70s and 80s. I think I even cooked in some uh, many, (laughs) many years ago. And um, one of my loves is getting kids in the kitchen and learning how to cook um, helping them learn where their food comes from and how that food nourishes their body. Um, and so, you know, we found a lot of our kids were taking home the jetpacks every weekend. Um, so it was kind of a big project. In fact, my son helped me out quite a bit with it. My, my older son, he loves to cook. And um, what can we do with the foods that the kids were bringing home? Um, you know, sometimes they got shelf-stable stable milk. Well, the kids were like, oh, shelf-stable milk. And I'm like, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> um, so then I could help teach them um, what a resource it can be to cook with. No, it might, you might not want to drink with it, but you can use it in recipes, um, homemade, you know, casseroles, homemade mac and cheese, uh, more, uh, more of your homemade foods. Um, we've used them in smoothies. Uh, we've taken the fruit out of the uh, jetpacks and actually froze the fruit, canned fruit, the fruit cups, um, and then with the milk, um, made smoothies. You know, ice is free. We can get ice very easily. Um, we've given away blenders to some of our kids as, as like door prizes and that type of thing. Um, so it's just, it's, it's, it's been really exciting and, and a fun project. Um, so I'm going to have to get one of the newer updated um, food, food bags and bring it home. Uh, I've got two children who have been in the kitchen since they were little bitty. I, I'm a dietitian by background, so this has always been my love. And, um, you know, we just try to be creative. What can we do with this? What the, the kids would eat. Um, and so many of our families, y'all, are driving through fast food windows, um, eating out, and and not only the the nutrition, um, but it's it's costly. Um, and, and a lot of folks don't have the money. Or if you go with that dollar menu, which is very cheap, it's sometimes the worst of the worst when you get to nutrition. So if we can show them how to... to take these foods and make them a little bit healthier, get them in the kitchen, um, get the family involved in the kitchen. Um, it's just a good bonding experience. So mm-hmm. we love the Jetpack program, um, and it, it's been really neat to see what we can do with those foods. You look surprised, Anne-Marie. Oh, that's incredible. That's just <laughs> taking it to a whole nother level and, and you know, using it in ways that I never even imagined. So that just makes me so happy. That's incredible. Thank so the, you. The students, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, so the students, like, they, they have some food that they didn't eat during the weekend, and they bring it into school. Well, what we noticed, how we kind of got involved with it, um, Alice Johns, who, who runs our uh, family school partnership, um, she kind of, I've known her for a really long time. She even student taught with my mom like 20-something years ago. And, you know, we would just notice, like, they would take the milk out and, like, leave it in their locker. And I was like, man, I'd love shelf-stable milk. Of course, I'm a food <laughs> preserver and, and somewhat of a homesteader, so I think it's awesome. Um, but, it was, I, you know, it hit me. I thought, you know, I just knew what to do with that all my life because that's what my mom did. That's what we did. It was a way to save money. Um, you know, I, I had children in college. I was 
poor. I was always trying to to do the more economical thing. And I thought, these kids just don't know what it is or how to use it. And so that's kind of, and, and sometimes the fruit, sometimes they'd eat the fruit, sometimes they wouldn't. But if we made smoothies in class, they loved smoothies. Um, so it was like, well, you know, it, fruit can be expensive. So here's a way to use what they're already getting that's not costing them anything. That's very cool. And I seen the boxes of milk when I was doing the Galilee um, um, last summer. I was like, what in the world? How do you get milk that's not cold? And so I read the box, and it was it was interesting that you had that. It reminded me of, um, what did my mom use to cook? Evaporated milk? And powdered milk. And my powdered mom milk. always yeah. had powdered milk. I was going to say, milk. the carnation yeah. instant was... Yes. Uh, it's better than powdered milk. It, it is. Yes, uh, please. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, these these were like things that I hadn't thought about much, that you could actually have milk to put on cereal. And, of mm-hmm. course, you put it on cereal, mm-hmm. it's not going to be that bad. Um, no, other than, not at all. Other than I'd probably want it cold, but if you didn't have that ability to have it cold, then it still works well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that um, Coordinated Health in our schools has taken advantage of um, some of the things that the kids aren't weren't using and making them aware and teaching them of how important it is to have these uh, ingredients like the shelf milk and different things to be able to do some cooking and well, Go ahead. If I may interject, uh, it's also teaching a skill that, frankly, I wish I knew. Now, in high school, I took a uh, – as a guy, I was a big football player and stuff. We we had a guy's home ec class. We didn't name it home ec. We called it single survival. But it was, uh, <laughs> but it was the idea. And, and part of that was, was taking – common stuff that you kind of – after a while, even the, you know, the jet packs and stuff, after a while, a cup of fruit, you know, those can kind of get, okay, I've had this now six times. What's a different way I can do to get the same food, take mm-hmm. the same food I've got, and make it something different and something interesting and something fun to have, um, which keeps you back on track with, with, what the, yes. with what's going on in the nutrition levels and, and, and stuff. I think um, – Really wish I'd had more of it than I did. I only had one semester of it and, and stuff, but we did some some neat things with it. But that's that that's and in starting them young, where they're not that's strangers, the they're that's not strangers the to that big metal thing that has those burners that mom and dad say stay away from. No, you know they know how to, it's a tool they learn how to use. Well, and that's, and that's an important point. That's that's one of the things that we really work on with the kids is kitchen safety. Um, because yeah. what we found is a lot of kids are like, oh, I can't touch that or I can't cook by myself. Well, let's teach you how. Yeah. Um, because it is such a needed life skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of our kids don't get that home ec experience mm-hmm. that they used to get, which is why most of the rooms were sitting there unused and, and we were able to get grant funding. It wasn't to re- tested. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard that before. I think my mom might have said that a few times. Um, but we even had a request from a bunch of our younger tech guys right before COVID to do a uh, men's cooking class um, for uh, you know, the, uh, yeah, the well, folks like I working said, at single, school. Single survival. Yeah, maybe right. husband survival, but you know, yeah, mom's Maybe sick. a little both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. That's actually Learned really how to great. the fact I learned how what these measuring st- spoons and measuring cups were about. You know how to how to double or half a recipe if I didn't want to cook for you know just those little skills like that were you know yes they were math skills and all that but it was doing it for me in the kitchen and yes. that was 
that made a whole that put a whole new spin on it. And I usually involve teachers with our with our cooking because they can bring in some of those math skills or science skills um, that I might not always think of right off the top of my head because I'm more focused on let's learn how to cook, let's learn how to use the equipment, and then what's the nutrition in there? You know how how is this helping to nourish your body? Um, and when we've even done gardens. We started yeah. doing some school gardens so the kids can actually grow food, take it in, cook with it, try it. Um, you know, something as, as simple as a cantaloupe that we might eat every day. I've had kids that have never eaten a cantaloupe. Um, and then they grow it, they come in and eat it, and they find a new food that they like. So it's, it's what, been a lot what, of fun. What grade levels are these type of classes available for, Laurie? They're available for any grade level. I have gone, I usually start about third grade okay. um, because by that time they're a little more um, confident and, you know, their skills have built a little bit. Can, act, can actually see over the edge of the stove. Yes, yes. You know, they're, they're a little bit more with it as, was, as far as the that safety. That was one rule, our, our safety rules, our, we told our girls, if you can't see in the pot, don't grab it. Don't, yeah, yeah, that's a very and, and, good point. And, you know, that was just a – but I learned that from the previous – from my, my schooling and stuff like that was just oh, a, awesome. a measuring stick because if you can't see what's in it don't grab it yeah yeah that's a Good great point. great point yeah i love that you learned that and then brought that home to your yeah. kids that's that's very cool well i'm glad we have those programs available in our school district to teach the the home ec type things um i actually had the class called home ec and it was very advantageous for me to learn a lot of these things but I was also the kind of kid that was interested in what was going on in the kitchen. Hey, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, so I was inquisitive and I'd learned to cook at an early age. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the things going on, Lori, in our, in our district um, re- regarding school health. And we have soon coming hearing and vision screenings, correct? Yes, those are coming up this fall, and I I just wanted to um, remind folks of of those. They're very important. You know, if a a child can't hear and can't see, it's very hard for our teachers to learn. Um, We conduct hearing, vision, and color vision screenings in our schools. Um, We do it every other grade, so kindergarten, second, fourth, sixth, and eighth. And those are done by school staff, um, school nurses. Sometimes we have volunteer nurses, although with COVID, a lot of our, our volunteer opportunities have decreased somewhat right. as we're trying to limit folks. Did we building. have this last year? Yes, we have we these okay. every year. Okay. Um, they I are, didn't know if COVID caused it to Well, not we did not place. get all of them done. Okay. Um, and, right. and I think I think we only got about 33% of our kids done last year because okay. of COVID. But it's looking better this year. It is. It is. Okay. We're excited. All right. So tell us a little bit more about the screenings and what how yeah, they, they are how important there. You know, they are required by the state. Um, however, parents can opt out, and I just wanted to put that out there. If you you know make sure that parents know it is on the health history form where you can opt out of those screenings if your child or you know children are getting those somewhere else. Um, you know that they're they're done every fall. Um, the color vision is only done in kindergarten um, because once you have tested that color vision, it's not going to change. Where your vision may change every year and even your hearing can change every year, the color vision is, is going to be consistent result. Does that, does that like tell if somebody has colorblind? Yes, actually it's, it's color deficiency. Okay. Um, color blindness is the term that is mostly used, um, but very few people are truly colorblind. Most people are color deficient. Okay. 
And that can greatly impact a child's um, education. I had a friend that he, his wife and him got married fairly young and everything. And I said something to him one day. I says, your wife just has the prettiest blue eyes. And he looked at me and goes, they're blue? Because he didn't think they were blue. And his wife didn't even know that he was colorblind. And that, you know, as we call it, not color deficiency. So I thought that was interesting that it didn't matter to him what color her eyes were, of course, because, and, but she had these really, really bright, bright blue eyes. Well, wow. Laurie, I'm being, and ladies, I'm being told we got to take another break and so hear from our sponsors. So we are here with Shelly Sasson, Anne Marie Stern, and Laurie Stanton. We'll be back with a word from our after a word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus. We're here with the Well Outreach Food Pantry with Shelly Sasson and Anne Marie Stern. Thanks for coming, ladies. This has been a great show. Learned a lot. I know our listening audience has learned a lot. And about how to help out is a big key right here. You know, talking about what are the needs. And, and Lori, we were talking to you before the break. Lori Stanton, our school health coordinator at Murray County Public Schools. Lori, how can somebody that's listening or, uh, you know, a parent or a guardian or a grandparent, how can they get involved with school health? Is there anything they can specifically do? Oh, definitely. Um, we are always looking for volunteers. Of course, right now with COVID, we're somewhat limited. Um, those numbers are going down, so we're feeling really hopeful. Um, but even with our cooking classes, um, you know, kids with knives can be a little you know, a little scary when you're trying to teach them how to, to cut fruits and vegetables. Um, so we always have volunteers um, so that we've got eyes on the kids. Um, I never want the volunteers to get in there and do it for the kids, but just keeping eyes on the kids and helping guide them in the in the right direction. Because when you've got 20 kids in a class, it, it's hard for, for two of us to, to keep eyes on all of them. Um, also, one way anyone can get involved that that isn't even in person is through our school health advisory council and that is a district-wide council that meets a couple times a year they review the wellness policy uh, for murray county public schools they make recommendations on that wellness policy um, they also help us in in determining the best way to implement that policy or things that we maybe need to work on a little bit better so that folks are following that policy. All right. So how would they get involved then? How, Just is there, contact Visit the website? Me. Visit Lori Stanton? Yes. Um, are, is there a portion on the website? Do you have a... We do have a coordinated school health um it's on, it's on, on the, the district website, yes. murrayk12.org. It's under students' parents? It is. I think it's under both. Okay. Um, and it's it's called Coordinated School Health, and uh, my contact information should be on there. Okay. Um, it's And, again, it's Lori Stanton, and we welcome um, folks. You know, it's 
sometimes we have great attendance, other times it waxes and wanes. So, um, the, you know, the more folks and eyes and ears that we have out there can just help us address the needs that are out there a little bit better. Uh, more brains are always better than one. So Absolutely. Um, I am thrilled to have you guys here today. I want to just touch base before we go into our shout outs. What is going on in the community? Um, we've talked a little bit about the Whole Hog Festival, the Jack Mayer Whole Hog Festival. John Mayer Whole John Hog Mayer. Festival. John Mayer. Okay, there's a Jack and the John. Okay, it's the John Mayer Whole Hog Festival. I'll get it right eventually. I'll, I'll probably do the same thing when I'm there Saturday. So, um, Welcome to the Jack Mayer. They're going to be like, who? <laughs> okay, it's John Mayer. Uh, what's in Jack the name? Jack is John's son. <laughs> Jack yes. is John's son. All right. That's when I go to board meetings, pair Jacks. Okay, I get okay. it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so let me talk a little bit about something coming up, and it's sponsored by our Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealership. The owner, Mr. Eddie Collier, has done a Strive to Drive program where he has given away a brand new vehicle to a high school senior for the last seven years. Wow. We are coming up on year number eight, the 2022 Strive to Drive. Students will be choosing in the very near future either if they want to be awarded a Jeep Compass or a Jeep Renegade. The Strive to Drive is a Murray County academic initiative which encourages good grades and attendance for high school seniors. The annual event is sponsored by Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram who awards the free car to one Murray County High School senior student with all fees paid. I believe they have to pay some taxes because you can't legally do that. Students are automatically entered into the drawing for obtaining A's or B's every marking period or for getting perfect attendance every marking period. And also, um, something was added not in the very beginning, if they do the Tennessee Promise or their FAFSA. That word's hard to say. FAFSA. Um, <laughs> Acronym so, for F-A-F-S-A. Yeah. Financial aid. Uh, okay, come on. Something, uh, come I can't on, remember Mike. the second F, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it, it is financial aid information. That, please fill it out. The, event, big, big the event this year for this school year will be held on Saturday, May 21st at 5 p.m. But it'll be in the parking lot at the Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. This will be a live event that you will need to be present at mm-hmm. to win. So if you're a student and you got any of these um, options to win, any any criteria, of you have 10 options per year, four for uh, the year for grades, four for the year for attendance, then the FAFSA and the Tennessee Promise. Um, if you get one entry, you're eligible to win, but you have to be present to win. Um, we're really excited that um, Strive to Drive is continuing in the district, and so I wanted to make sure I got that out there. We'll be talking more about that as the, the school year progresses, and you'll see some stuff online about it. So, ladies, we're about in that time of the show where we do our shout-outs. Um, let me see. we got one more item. I was just handed a note. There is a mobile food pantry going on soon, but we record the show on a Thursday, and it airs on a Saturday morning well we're actually going to be doing a mobile food pantry this saturday so i, I don't know if that will give them enough give time me the date. to do it it's this saturday september um 18th, 18th. yes i don't think what day it was and it's going to be a uh, pleasant heights baptist church 
Um, we will start, start serving at 9 a.m. this Saturday. And we also are going to do a vaccination event next Friday, uh, September 24th at the well, which is free vaccinations for anyone who still needs a COVID vaccination. That's where you bring in a semi-truck with 20,000 pounds of food, right? Yes. All right. So let's get into our shout-outs. Anne-Marie, since this is your first time on the Big Yellow School Bus, thank you for coming, by the way. Thank you for having me, I'm going to put you on the spot and say, let's hear your shout-out. Well, I need to shout out to all of the Jetpack supporting churches uh, that that are currently supporting the program and coming every week to pack those packs and get them delivered to the schools. Um, That includes Lifehouse Church, Spring Hill Church of Christ, the Bridge Church, Church of the City, Spring Hill, Spring Hill United Methodist, Restoration Church, Grace Park Church, Station Hill Church, Trinity United Methodist, Southview Community Church, Wellspring Christian Church, and Thompson Station Church. We wow, do, what a great could, list. We couldn't do it without him. I want to give I want to have applause yeah. sounds coming up here. You know, that is amazing. All right, Miss Stanton, you're up next for your shout out. Yes, um, I've got a shout out to my fearless assistant, Dawn Scott. Um, she is with me through everything that I do, all our cooking classes, all the grants. Um, so she's she's out for a little bit, a couple weeks. So shout out to Miss Dawn and then to Miss Alice Johns uh, for you know, making us realize what we could do with those jetpacks. Mm-hmm. Very, very thankful. Miss Shelley, you're next on your shout out. That was a great shout out, by the way. And Dawn is amazing. And if you see the sports schedules online, Dawn helps get those ready for us. Oh, wow. Miss Shelley? Yes, I want to give a shout out to all of our healthcare workers right now, specifically Murray Regional Hospital, uh, Rita Williams Thompson, who's the marketing director there, and also Laurie and Patrick, who run the Murray Regional Mobile Unit and are doing a lot of very meaningful work right now. Yes, they do an amazing job. Um, Patrick Harlan's a friend of mine, and it seems like it's hard to get a hold of him lately because he is everywhere in the county with that mobile unit um, doing uh, vaccinations, all types of things out in the community. Great, great thing. Mike, do you have something today? Uh, yeah, we just want to uh, kind of tag on to, to Anne-Marie's uh, shout-out to, to the individual uh, church volunteers that, that jump in and actually pack the bags mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Uh, without Without your help, this is, this doesn't work, and uh, yes, the churches throw in their support, whether it's monetary or, or stuff like that. But it's also the people, the boots mm-hmm. on the ground, and the, the the individual families and and kids. Sometimes it's even the kids, uh, absolutely, and, and stuff. So uh, shout out to the to the individual workers that do that. That's a great shout out. Um, kind of on my my thing, my shout out is going to be real quick to everybody that makes a difference in the community for the students and the families. Well, that's it, I believe, for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. I want to thank you for joining us, Miss Shelley Sasson, Anne-Marie Stern, and Laurie Stanton. Awesome show. Hope to have you back soon. Thank, thank you, Chad. Thank you. All right, that's it. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM, 103.7 FM and 1340 AM.